0: Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash recommend today.
2: So let's bring in Sam Monson and find out how you're actually supposed to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Hi, Sam. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, good. How do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? What's the right way to do this? Well, the good news is
1: you're doing it right, even if you don't know what the reason is. Like that's how Irish people celebrate it as well. It's
2: an excuse to go drinking. Do you even know what the hell we're celebrating? What are we celebrating? Well, you're celebrating St. Patrick, but nobody cares about that. It's
1: the it's the end result of it all. I guess so. Yeah. I guess. I'm so. telling
3: Mark, I've been in Dublin for two different St. Patty's days, and I've never seen so many eleven year olds roaming the street drunk in my life.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And everyone else, like people from <laughs> Dublin, are not out at the parades. Like they're hiding away, away from the tourists.
2: Sam Monson, PFF with us, and with Lamar Jackson news probably coming soon. Aaron Rodgers talking to the Jets, and it works its way down from there. We got all kinds of questions. Geno Smith's contract, how did that one grab you?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. Um, Geno had a really incredible season. I mean, obviously, it was out of the blue. Nobody saw this coming. It was a real surprise. Um But it was really good. I mean, he finished the season with a top 10 PFF grade. The first half of the year was better than the second half. But I think you can definitely put some of that down to the decline in the offensive line over the course of the season. Um, So I think this is the right kind of ballpark for him and for the team to say, you know, he did a good job. We're confident in him going forward. We're not that confident, though. You know, let's let's build a little out for this in a couple of years, make sure we're not completely tied to the guy going forward. And, you know, we could go in a different direction if we need to.
3: How do you think that this will compare to an eventual Jimmy Garoppolo contract in terms of money and a similar commitment like you talked about with Geno Smith?
1: I think garoppolo may have some difficulties i mean his injury profile at this point is so extensive; it's going to terrify any team that actually needs him to be a starter i mean that on its own i think is enough reason for the 49ers to have started looking for an alternative and okay that was trey lance initially now it might be brock purdy um but you can't rely on jimmy g being upright all season. You can't rely on him being a starter for 17 games in the season because it's just unlikely to happen at this point. So forget kind of how good he is overall relative to a guy like Geno Smith. The bigger question is how much money can you give a guy that you probably know is going to get hurt and miss significant time?
2: A bunch of quarterback questions with Sam Monson at PFF. Let's talk 49ers. Uh, Brock Purdy's surgery is this Friday. Got to wait and see what news that brings. Then there's Trey Lance. How aggressive do you think the 49ers need to get to the quarterback room this offseason?
1: I think they're probably good with those two guys. And I I think they probably keep both of them because of the uncertainty around Brock Purdy's elbow surgery. If if they were 100% confident that he was going to be healthy and it wouldn't be an issue, I think they'd be looking to trade Trey Lance this offseason and maybe see what they could get back for him, bring in a veteran or a capable backup of some kind. But with Purdy being that question mark, and we don't know what that UCL injury is gonna be like, even once he's recovered, I think they keep Trey Lance around as a kind of contingency, albeit one that they have an incredible sunk cost in. Um, But I say they probably stick with those two guys as their quarterback group.
3: If Brock Purdy is able to come back in September and the Niners look to add a third quarterback, what sort of a QB would this be? Would it be another rookie to add inexperience to the room or maybe one of these long-in-the-tooth veterans?
1: Yeah, I would expect them to add some kind of long-established veteran just to give that room that kind of presence. You know, these are both extremely young quarterbacks. Neither one of them has a lot of experience in the NFL. Just to give them a kind of role model or a view of what this is supposed to look like from a, just a preparation and a process standpoint.
2: Hey Sam, when you're looking at the Aaron Rodgers situation and the news of today that the, the Packers have given the Jets permission to, uh, you know, to talk this out, what, what? And, uh, maybe I'm making this up, but what makes more sense to you if you're Aaron? Would you rather be a Jet or a Raider?
1: I think the Jets.
2: Um, it's.
1: Maybe it's as tough a situation in terms of what you would have to get past to, to win a Super Bowl or even get through the AFC. They're both tough divisions. You've both got to navigate two of the sort of prohibitive favorites every single year. But that Jets team, I think, is ready to win right now. They should have made the playoffs last season, but their quarterback situation was so bad they didn't. Their defense is elite. Their offense has some weaponry. Um, Their offensive line will be better next year just from everybody getting, uh, getting back healthy. And they have time to add to it, whether it's free agency or the draft. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers steps onto the Jets. That team is immediately a contender.
3: What about the Lamar Jackson situation with the franchise tag deadline coming up here in about two hours and 20 minutes? Can Baltimore afford not to keep him around?
1: Um, I mean, if they don't keep him around, they're going to get a pretty impressive haul back in a trade. So obviously it completely changes the whole direction of the franchise. but it would give them a lot to work with. I mean, they would be in the quarterback market, but with presumably some significant um, trade collateral if they want to move up and grab one of the quarterbacks in this year's draft, or they could potentially you know, muddle their way through with a veteran this year and target a quarterback in next year's draft. But I think that's the question for them is, do they want to tag him and keep him around on a couple of short, Term deals like the Washington team did with Kirk Cousins or do they say this is just never going to happen let's cash in right now and figure out what we can get back for him in a trade
2: Sam I don't want to put you on the spot but I wonder if you you could give and let's say Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC what, what would be your top five ranked NFC quarterbacks
1: Yeah, it's tough because there's not an awful lot left in the NFC if Rodgers bounces. Um, I think Jalen Hurts has done enough last season to put himself in that top five. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is in the top five, albeit almost by default at this point. If Geno Smith can back up what he did last year, he's probably in the top five NFC quarterbacks um, based off what he did. At that point, it starts to get pretty tough like Derek Carr might be a top five quarterback in the NFC having just jumped in from um, to New Orleans it is not a good landscape of NFC quarterbacks
3: and yeah I'm not hearing Brock Purdy's name is that because you're not yet a believer or because of the injury concerns
1: I think we need to see more from Brock Purdy first of all I don't think he was as good as the numbers said he was last season he wasn't bad but Kyle Shanahan's offense is a cheat code, and yes, Brock Purdy was taking what was given. He was adding a little bit on top as well, but his grading was never as impressive as his overall numbers, and I think we need to see a a bigger sample size of Purdy doing that to put himself in that kind of conversation.
2: Okay, I think I'd like to hear more about that, and I, I get what you mean. Kyle Shanahan's offense is a cheat code. That's been true, though, for any quarterback. The, the 49ers went up almost 10 points a game when Brock came in so so what is it that you saw where in essence the 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 you know the performance and the personal grades didn't necessarily match yeah
1: I mean it, it did jump up, but it also coincided with some pretty bad defenses they were facing, and you know the sort of totality of that assembly of incredible supporting cast guys showing up as well. Christian McCaffrey coming in, the entire offense coming together. Um, so I think it's a little bit too simplistic to just look at the numbers pre and post-Brock Purdy and say Brock Purdy is responsible for this 10-point jump in production, but he was definitely adding plays to this offense that weren't there when Jimmy G was the quarterback there were a bunch of plays where he was able to you know extend the play run around make make a sort of adjustment happen uh, turn the play into like a scramble drill and then find an open receiver in a way that garoppolo is just not really capable of doing at this point um so i, I think he did a good job but at some point you know they're going to need him to be more consistently um showing up with the uh, adding more to the the stuff outside of structure before it becomes a scramble drill play. Um, But they don't need him to be Joe Montana. Like the whole point is Kyle Shanahan is that cheat code of an offensive play caller. The supporting cast around him is incredible. If he doesn't get any better than he showed last season, it's already good enough to take them, you know, to the NFC title game to a Super Bowl at that kind of level.
3: Part of the supporting cast is a player that many 49er fans pick on, Mike McGlinchey. What do the numbers from PFF say about the kind of right tackle McGlinchey is and and what the market might be for him?
1: Yeah, he's been good, Um, not great as a starting right tackle for them. Shanahan's um, sort of tentacles go even further than just the overall production and the play of the quarterback. Shanahan has this incredible track record where offensive linemen in his schemes have career years. I I think the Collective scheme of everything they're able to do with that wide zone runs, with the stuff built off the back of it, with the schemed easy throws, it makes life easier for offensive linemen as well. And we have this incredible track record of these guys having career years at tackle, in particular, in the Shanahan offenses. So I think McGlinchey's done a pretty good job for them. I think he should get a healthy enough payday just because. It's not a good free agent group uh, across the board, but I think he's also the kind of player that the 49ers would be smart to let test the open market and and maybe rely on their own ability to plug the next guy in there and still get really good play.
2: Sam, great stuff. Wonderful to have you. And, uh,
0: you know, uh, happy early St. Patrick's Day. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.